0: I'm Kylie Camps, owner of The Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mum of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. Welcome to episode number 18. Today's podcast is all about finding your passion. Before we dive into today's podcast though, I firstly just wanted to apologize for my voice. I've been struck down with a bit of a head cold and I'm certainly far better today than I was over the weekend, but I'm sure you can hear it in my voice that I'm a touch more nasal than usual and a bit congested. So I do apologize, but... I thought that it was worth trying to get this podcast live because it's such an important topic. So if you can just overlook that kind of cold sound that I have to my voice, please do hang in there with me because I think this will be a really helpful podcast. So finding your passion is is a topic that gets brought up a lot to me. And last year it kept coming up to the surface so much so that my team and I decided we would have an event centered around the whole concept of finding your own passion. We are really lucky that in today's day and age, we do have the ability often to turn our passions into either a career or to make them a really big part of our lifestyle. And with social media, it seems as though everyone or a lot of people that we might follow on the gram are doing exactly that, living this passion-filled life. And at times, it can make you feel as though you're not keeping up or maybe you're not living a quality life if you're not living your passion. And for some people, they don't know what their passion is and then when they see all these other people out there talking about their passions and living a big life it can leave them feeling a little bit empty and unsure or perhaps as though something is faulty or wrong with them simply because they're not waking up every single day with this burning fire inside of them and I have certainly been there myself not just once or twice but a couple of times in life so I wanted to share with you some of the tips that I lean on when I'm feeling as though I've lost touch with a passion or I want to bring more passion into my own life. And these are also tips that we spoke about at the event. Now I can't go over everything that was covered at that last event, but I wanted to share with you some of my key takeaways. But before we do that, this episode should be going live around the same time that we're getting ready to release tickets to our next event. So our next event is going to be all about living your best life. So definitely make sure you're following on social media at Kylie Camps, particularly the Instagram stories is normally where I first release it because we will only have 150 tickets available. And every time we've done an event over the years, they do sell out really, really quickly. So make sure you're following at Kylie Camps to stay up to date. So finding your passion. Now, first of all, I think it's important that you understand finding your passion might not be a straight path. You might not have that one thing in your life that is super, super obvious for you. And that's okay. Okay. But that doesn't mean you are not creative, it doesn't mean that you don't have a passion or that you're never going to have that real driving force fire within. All it means is that it's time to get to know yourself a little bit better how you are now and to introduce some actions and to, I guess, modify your routine and your habits to allow some space to have those passions within your life. So the tips that I'm going to share with you today really are starting off points for yourself. They're conversation starters that you can take to go and have a bit of a chat with yourself. And I know that sounds funny, but honestly, having self-awareness and getting to know you as a person is such a gift. So I would suggest Taking this podcast, listen to the whole thing in its entirety, but then go back and just listen to the tips and jot them down. So I'll share with you five. And then that way you can have your five little headings and you can do some work underneath each of those headings. I think it's important as well when you are doing this kind of work, when you're getting to know yourself, that you are using a good old fashioned pen and paper rather than your device, rather than a laptop or your iPhone or Android or whatever it is you use, rather than an iPad, actually put pen to paper because it's just going to draw you more into the moment. So make sure you have your pen and paper handy when you're ready to do the work. Now, the first tip that I want to share with you when it comes to getting in touch with your passions is to sit down and reflect and cast your mind back many years ago to when you were a young child and I want you to think about the things that you would do in your time as a child that would light you up. When you were unencumbered, when you didn't have a job, you didn't have a place to be and you had that spare time, how would you fill it? What did you do? What made you feel great? For some people when they sit down and reflect on this they realize that you know, in their spare time, they would want to be going out and picking flowers and putting beautiful bunches of flowers together. Or they would reflect and remember that in their spare time when they were a child, they loved to be creative with painting or drawing. Or maybe it was writing short stories, scribbling down some fashion design. Uh, Maybe it was starting little businesses. Maybe you had a car wash hustle on the slide as a child and you loved it and you spent your spare time thinking about how you could improve your car washing service. Whatever it is, just cast your mind back and think, how did I spend my time when I didn't have somewhere else to be? When I do this activity, when I think back to myself as a child, I would always choose to be either reading or writing or drawing. And when I was drawing, I was sketching out fashion items. Like I would love drawing different outfits and I'd imagine having those outfits. I loved writing stories. I loved reading books. Like can- They were probably my top three things that I can think of and they have definitely carried over into adulthood. You know, I still love to write. I still love to read and I definitely enjoy, um, you know, going through my wardrobe and putting outfits together and getting ready each day. So just reflecting back and thinking, hmm, what did I like to do? If you're struggling to recall anything, pick up the phone or go and visit your parents and ask them. They'll probably have a clear memory of you, you know, being attached to one certain pastime or going through a stage where you loved one type of activity really, really hard. So definitely ask them or perhaps ask your siblings or your grandparents as well. Now, when you do reflect and you have a couple of things that you used to love doing, I want you to really think about how, if, if at all, they've carried over into adulthood. So you might realize that, you know, you love to paint, but now as an adult and you've got young children, you may not even remember the last time you picked up a paintbrush. So just noticing there's that gap of going, huh, when did I stop doing that? And why did I stop doing it? And can I start? So asking yourself does that past that childhood pastime show up at all in your adult life? And if it doesn't, then how can you introduce it? How can you um, bring that into your life, I guess? Now, the next tip is to ask those closest to you right now in your life. So it might not be your parents or your siblings, the people that know you best as you are right now, perhaps it's your work colleagues, your neighbor, your partner, your best friend, Ask them in their opinion, what do you do really, really well? And or what do they notice that you gravitate towards? Because sometimes we can become numb to the things that we do well and we just take it for granted. We just think, oh yeah, that's just, you know, that's something that I do and everyone probably does it well and we move along. But if you actually sit down and say, hey, I know this is a funny thing to ask, but could you just share with me the things that you observe? that I do well and you might find that they can offer some sides of your personality that you've taken for granted and not realized are special and it could be a variety of things you might have a friend say to you well you're amazing with animals and you could think am I isn't everyone like that with animals and realize that maybe you are drawn to helping animals and it's something that always comes up in your life and you just haven't realized that comes easily for you. Or maybe it's your ability to be empathetic and connect with other humans that, you know, you just, that's just part of your day. That's just how you are. You ask how people are and you care, but you haven't realized that that is actually a particular skill set that not everyone um, holds. So asking those in your life, what do you do well? What personality traits do you have that are strong? And can they notice areas of life that you lean into naturally and with ease? Tip number three is again, a sitting, thinking and writing activity, I guess, but it's all about sitting down and asking yourself, if I could design my perfect day, what exactly would it include? What time would I wake up? What would I do after I wake up? What activities would I want to make sure I get done? Um, And I use the term activities, but you know, whatever habits might be important to you. If you had absolutely all the freedom in the world, how would you choose to spend 24 hours? I think this is a really, really cool activity and it will give you some insight into how, I guess, in touch you are with your own wants and desires and happiness and goals. Because you might sit down and think, okay, I'm going to write it down. This is exactly how I want to spend 24 hours and then come up with not much at all. And it could be uncomfortable and it could take a bit of time. But if you really sit and think, okay, if I could spend my day any way at all, what would the perfect day look like? And start listing some things out. So you might have in there what time you'd want to wake up, exactly what you'd want to do after you wake up, what you want to have for breakfast, then what you want to do after breakfast, the people that you want to see, the feelings that you want to have, the experiences that you want in your perfect day. And so by now, you should have three running lists. The first list is the activities that you would do in your childhood. The second list is a list of attributes or um, things that you're inclined to do as per your friends and family, so asking them what you're great at. And then list number three is your perfect day. Now, when you have those three lists, sitting and looking at them and working if there's any crossover Is there a common theme, you know, when you were a child, did you absolutely love to explore outdoors? And then one of your friends has said to you that you seem at peace when you're outside. And then in your perfect day, the first thing you want to do is go on a hike. So there's a common theme there. Now, it might not be outdoors at all, but is there an underlying theme or some sort of crossover that you can draw from those three lists? There might not be, but if there is, it could be a great starting point for some things for you to try. Next is another self-reflection question, another self-awareness mission, I guess, and that is to ask yourself, who are the people in life that you admire most? Who do you naturally and easily look up to and exactly who are they and what are they doing that draws you in? Because often the people that we do admire and we do hold high um, are living a life that we wish we could emulate or take something away from in one way or another. So just getting really clear, who do you look up to, why, and is there some component you could borrow from them that you might want to introduce into your own life? Perhaps you really admire a certain author or a certain public speaker or a certain fitness identity, a fitness personality. And maybe just realizing, oh, you know what? I really, I resonate and I connect with that fitness influencer, we'll call them, because they're living such a healthy, fit life. And I want more of that in my life. So, what can I do? How can I take some of that essence and maybe see if that could be a passion for me? Because I do so much admire them that perhaps this is a door I need to open and explore. Now, the flip side to that is, a little bit uncomfortable, but it's worth doing, is asking yourself, who are the people that trigger you? And when I say trigger you, I mean, who are the people that infuriate you, make you feel you know, some sort of rush of negative emotion, perhaps jealousy? Who is it that when you come into contact with them, you just feel rubbed the wrong way? And particularly if you do have those feelings of jealousy or envy, really, really sitting with those and going, okay, why? Why am I jealous of that person? Why am I envious of that person? What do they hold that is rubbing me the wrong way? Because often. Very similar to the people that we admire, the people that trigger us or make us feel jealous, often it's because they hold something within their personality that we have a deep desire for more of. Now, it's not always that case. Sometimes there are people in your life who make you feel a negative emotion or you feel a negative emotion. I shouldn't say make you, but they bring a negative side of you to the surface and it might have absolutely nothing at all to do with you wanting to be like them. But often we are tripped up. We're caught up by seeing things in other people that we wish we had in our own life. So say, for example, I'll use Instagram because it's just a really easy example. You know, you follow someone on the gram, but every time you see them, you just think, oh, she's so annoying. She's this, she's that, her life's this, her life's that. I don't know why I'm following her, but you watch along anyway. Maybe it's because there's some slither of her life that you really do wish you had more of in your own life. Maybe it's the fact that she has enough confidence to put herself out there or he, or maybe it's that, you know, they just seem to keep trying or whatever it is, or they have that body confidence that you wish it was or business confidence, whatever it is. There could be something underlying there that's worth exploring and just jotting down, Because these things, they can all add up. If you can work out what are the things that you admire about other people or that you have this intrinsic desire to have more of in your life, it can just be another little stepping stone on the way, on the journey of finding more passion for yourself. And tip number five is to really not put any big expectations on yourself that you're going to find this one passion that will be your passion for your whole life, your whole driving force. You know, it's going to be the one thing that you think about day in, day out. Don't put that kind of pressure on yourself. Sure, some people have that within themselves, but most of us don't. Most of us just want more passion in our life in one way or another, but you need to be flexible and. I guess, not have tunnel vision and think that, okay, I've got to find the one thing. There's got to be one thing that lights me up. No, there could be, you know, a hundred things that light you up. And over the course of your life, you need to be flexible and fluid and move through life and try different things. And I know, particularly for mums and for new parents in general, often, not even just new, parents in general often we are so deep in the world of parenting that we do lose touch with ourselves and before we know it, we're struggling to think of things that make us happy that are outside of our family unit or to think of things that we're passionate about and it can feel really overwhelming. Like I said at the start of the episode, you could be looking on social media and thinking, oh everyone's got these passions, you know, they're fighting for worthy causes, they're spending time being creative or chasing their dreams or whatever it is. But Try not to let that overwhelm you. Don't think, okay, I need to have that one thing locked in right now. Rather than being overwhelmed by the fact that perhaps you don't have that one thing or you feel as though you've lost touch, rather than focusing on the lack, focus on the opportunity. It's 2019. We have so many amazing opportunities. So you might not have that one thing firmly in your grasp, but rather... Than being overwhelmed, try and channel it into being excited because you have the chance, you have the opportunity to explore and exploring is great. You know, you can go through those lists that I suggested in the earlier tips and work out if there are any common themes and then use those as a springboard to load you, to shoot you further forward, to try new things. You know, maybe it's enrolling in an online course just for some knowledge on a topic that you think you could be interested in or maybe it's going along to a weekly meeting you know maybe it's literally going to the florist up the road I'll just use this example because I've already mentioned flowers earlier maybe it's going to the florist up the road and saying hey you know what i love putting floral arrangements together is there any way I could come and spend a couple of hours just in your presence, seeing what it is that you do? Um, I will help. I will work for free for a couple of hours just to get a feel for it. There's so many things you can do. Maybe when you look at your lists, you realize that you have a natural ability to connect with people and that in your spare time, you're drawn to social settings. But you also have this amazing skill at being super organized. So maybe you want to explore the path of events. And again, you could get in touch with a local event company and say, you know what, I think I could be passionate about events. Can I come and see what you're all about? I've certainly done that before. When we first started our business, there was a particular um, business and brand that I really admired. And I just wrote them a letter and said, Can I come and spend a couple of hours with you and having a look around your office space, ask you a couple of questions because I just want to absorb that energy because I'm a really big fan of what you do. So put yourself out there and rather than being afraid and being fearful that you don't have that one thing, take it as an amazing opportunity to try as many different things as you can. And as I said, being fluid and being flexible is really, really important. So you might go in thinking, okay, this is something I'm really passionate about, say it's health, but then you get into the health space and you realize, "Mm, not so much, not for me. I'm passionate about, you know, being healthy in my own personal life, but I don't really actually want to be in this health industry But just from going in and spending some time in that space, you might learn another skill. You might realize that you're really passionate about being a team leader. So that gives you something else. So it's all, you know, it's all connected. And even if you come to a dead end and you think, oh, well, I didn't really learn anything obvious from that, there will be something that you take away that will help you in a future experience. And like I've said, don't focus too much on the one thing. Just think, okay, I just want to bring more passion into my life. It doesn't have to be one thing. It doesn't have to be one mission. Perhaps you're just really passionate about being happy. So you're going to make that your mission. How can I be the happiest version of myself? And it could mean that your version of passion is actually self-discovery and self-growth and self-improvement which is a beautiful way to have more passion in your life as well. And last but not least, don't expect your passion to be your income. This is something that a lot of us can get caught up in. We think, oh, I'm entitled. I have a right to earn money by doing something that I truly, truly love. And sure, in a perfect world, absolutely. But There are times and places when you just need to have an income and then a passion is something that you do on the side. You don't need to make your money from the one thing that lights you up the most. And in a lot of cases, that can actually make the one thing that lights you up the most a chore. It can become a drag if you turn it into a job, a business, an income. Of course, it's amazing if you can Make a living off the one thing that lights you up the most. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But I'm just saying it's not going to be the perfect fit for every single person. And you might work a job. And within that job, you need to find little mini passion projects that can light you up so that you're happy within your role. But then you have your passion Outside of work, so I just wanted to include that because, again, in this day and age of when we're sharing our lives and we're sharing our highlight reels, it can often seem that everyone is making a living off that one thing that they love the most. But it's just not the case for, you know, ninety-five percent of people, ninety-eight percent of people, or whatever it is. So I wanted to include that. Um, last, lastly, I will just throw in an extra bonus tip is to really surround yourself with people that light you up and make you feel great. And I've shared this before and I will continually share this, but that quote that goes along the lines of saying, we become the average of, we, of the people that we spend the most time with, I really, really deeply believe that to be true. So if you are surrounding yourself with people who have a negative mindset and don't believe there are passions out there to engage in or to bring into their own life, Then you might sort of absorb that by osmosis and take that attitude on board as well. Whereas if you spend time with go getters and people who are out there actively trying to live a big and happy life, then just like absorbing the negative attitude, you will start to absorb that positivity as well. And often when I say this, you know, when I've spoken about this at events, someone will put their hand up and say, but. I don't have those people in my life. Like I don't have a positive best friend. I don't have someone who is out there living their best life that I can hang out with day in, day out. And I get that. Trust me, I get it. But again, that's an excuse because it's 2019. So you can surround yourself by the people that you want to through that amazing little device that you probably have close to you right now through your phone. If you are listening to a podcast, you likely have access to the internet. So you can search for mentors and, you know, sure, you might be able to connect with a mentor that you can have a coffee with once a month or once a fortnight or whatever it is, but you can also have mentors that you never meet and they never know you exist and you just learn through their content. You learn through their audiobooks, their podcasts, their programs, whatever it is, you can take on board their positive attitude, oh my gosh, I'm losing my voice, (laughs) you can take on their attitude, their learnings, the lessons um, without even meeting them. So don't let that become a blocker. Don't let that become an excuse. You have the ability to find people who can lift you up and surround yourself with them. And of course, nothing beats human connection. You do need human connection and interaction as well. But if you're weighing up whether you want to spend two hours a day with someone who's negative versus spending two hours of listening to motivational and inspirational content, which is going to propel you forward and towards people in real life that you can connect with, I would certainly choose that. So anyway, in closing, I'm going to jump off this podcast now before I completely lose my voice. I hope it wasn't too painful to listen to. And I do really hope that it's been helpful for someone out there into, I guess, just starting that journey of bringing more passion and happiness into their life. As always, I would absolutely love it. It would mean the world to me if you take a screenshot right now of this episode, post it to your Instagram story and tag me at Kylie Camps. I really, really appreciate it when you do that. Thank you so much for listening and I will chat with you really soon.